Growth Igniters Radio with Pam Harper and Scott Harper, Episode 98, Emerging Trends in CEO Branding. This episode is brought to you by Business Advancement Incorporated, enabling successful leaders and companies to accelerate to their next level of success. On the web at businessadvance.com. And now, here's Pam and Scott. Thanks, Chris. I'm Pam Harper, founding partner and CEO of Business Advancement Incorporated. And right across from me, as always, is my business partner and husband, Scott Harper. Hi, Scott. Hey, Pam. It's always exciting to join you again for another episode of Growth Igniters Radio with Pam Harper and Scott Harper. And if you're listening for the first time, our purpose is to spark new insights, inspiration, and immediately useful ideas for visionary leaders to accelerate themselves and their companies to their next level of growth and success. So Pam, what's today's topic? Emerging trends in CEO branding. Uh-huh. Now, in previous episodes, we've discussed the power of CEO branding and different aspects of it, such as increasing your visibility on social media like LinkedIn, uh, sharing the story of your leadership journey through speaking engagements and writing a book. Right. And uh, we will have some links to those previous conversations on the Growth Igniters Radio episode page for this episode on 98. That's great. With the changes in technology and social media, though, there's a paradox. And that is that the same opportunities that can build our CEO brand can also damage our CEO brand. Ah, yeah. It's really all in how you do it, I think. Right. So the more we understand about what is emerging on the horizon, the more we can make choices that best represent us as well as our companies on the journey of growth. All right. Our guest today is an expert in CEO branding. She is Karen Tiber Leland, president of Sterling Marketing Group, a branding and marketing strategy and implementation firm. Her company focuses on helping CEOs, executives, and entrepreneurs develop stronger personal, business, and team brands. Clients include AT&T, American Express, Marriott Hotels, Apple Computer, LinkedIn, Twitter, and others. Karen is the best-selling author of 10 business books and writes a monthly marketing and branding column for entrepreneur.com. Her most recent book is The Brand Mapping Strategy, Design, Build, and Accelerate Your Brand. Karen speaks for a wide variety of groups, including the Young Presidents Organization, American Management Association, and Direct Marketing Association. She's a frequent guest of the media and has been interviewed for her career and workplace advice on the Today Show, CNN, CNBC, and Oprah. And you can see Karen's complete bio, this was just a portion of it, by going to growthignitersradio.com, selecting episode 98, and scrolling down to resources. Karen, welcome to Growth Igniters Radio. Thank you. I am so delighted to be here. Well, we are delighted to have you. Yes, indeed. And we always like to start out, especially on an episode about branding, by learning about the person who talks about branding her own brand. So tell us a little bit about what drives you to do what you do. 
Well, it's funny because I just happen to have this freaky, weird background that in the world we live in today turned out to be useful. So I started out as a musical theater major in college and pretty quickly figured out I couldn't make a living at that. Did you really? Oh, I did. <laughs> I did. But I will tell you that one of the most useful skills I'd ever learned, I use the skills I learned in musical theater mm-hmm. every day and what I do for a mm-hmm. living. But, you know, I, I went into business and I went and studied organizational development. And for a long time, I was a very traditional management consultant, but a long Along the way, I wrote books, and because I was writing books, I had to learn how to do the marketing and the PR for the books, and then mm-hmm. I was the marketing officer for our company, and uh-huh. then I started doing interviews, and so I just have this background where I've been a writer, I've been a speaker, I've been a management consultant, I've run a PR firm, and in the world we're in today, all of those skills come together to have been very useful in the world of branding and marketing, and so I'm sort of this amalgamation of all of those. Okay, that's cool. Uh, The theater major is interesting because Pam and I actually met years ago doing comic opera in Ann Arbor, Michigan. So, wow. Yeah. So, yeah, and yeah, we couldn't make a living at that either. No. So, <laughs> so you've come to this idea of branding and, uh, you know, people talk about, well, I have to have a brand. I have to do this. It's important to brand my company. It's also important to brand me. But what's the common wisdom uh, with CEO branding these days? And are there errors in that? Well, I think there's a couple of common wisdoms with CEO branding today that are inaccurate. And I think one of the common wisdoms is you have to create a CEO brand. And why uh-huh. I would say that's inaccurate is because whether you like it or not, you already have a CEO brand. Uh-huh. You don't have to create one. You have one. The question right. is, is are you going to have a CEO brand Uh, by default or are you going to have it by design? So one of the things is people look at it like they have an option. And the reality is you don't have an option today. It's not a luxury. It's not an exercise in ego, but it's really an executive or a CEO brand is required in our digital world today. And given that you already have one, you should be shaping it yourself rather than letting other people shape it. I think that's one of the big myths that we have about CEO branding today. Can you just, for the sake of clarity, I think everybody has a definition about what a brand is, a CEO brand. And you are saying that we already have one. So what do you mean when you talk about a CEO brand? Well, it's the reputation that we have that's already established both online and off. So at its most basic, that's what it is. It's our reputation. It's the way we're seen and viewed and related to online and off. And so in our companies as CEOs, we have a certain brand or reputation. It's the things people say about us. Mm -hmm. You know, Jeff Bezos of Amazon famously said, your personal brand is what people say about you when you're not in the room. (laughs) Right. So, you know, in our companies as CEOs, it's what people say about us in the coffee room and at the lunch hour and privately. Mm -hmm. And then online, it's the things that pop up when we're Googled. It's the way we're represented online when we're Googled and someone looks up our social media, our LinkedIn, the articles about us, etc. Okay. So now the question is, where is this trend going? You know, what, what are things that are maybe popping up now that hadn't been present uh, just a few years ago? 
Well, one of the big trends is a trend towards apps that are integrating instantly information about people, for example, LinkedIn profiles. So let's say that you're a CEO, and, and this actually happened to a client of mine. He's a CEO. He had a mm -hmm. meeting with some potential, a big potential Fortune 500 company. He showed up for the meeting, and he started to talk about himself and what he does and his background, and they stopped him. And they said, no, 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 we already know. We already did all the research. Uh -huh. And so one of the trends that's emerging is there's some calendar apps that are coming out now where as soon as you put in the calendar, it can connect with the person's LinkedIn and then you'll see all that information about the person as the calendar appointment gets scheduled. Uh -huh. So just think about that. Think about what that does if you're a CEO mm -hmm. and you're going to a conference and you're going to meet with someone or you're going to speak at a conference or you've got a meeting scheduled. People will already have a predetermined idea of who you are, what you've done, what you stand for, based on what you have put out there on your LinkedIn profile and on your social media. So That's you one of the big emerging yeah. trends right now. So you better be current and you better be in control. Yeah, and I will yeah. tell you that I, at least nine out of 10 people, CEOs who call me up who say they need to work on their brand, mm -hmm. when I look at things as fundamental and basic as their LinkedIn profile or their social media or their content on the web, right. It's generally subpar. Hmm. Well, because a lot of people are looking at it in a disjointed kind of way, which is, I think, the way most of us have <laughs> kind of grown up with it. You know, there's this piece and that piece, and you can do this too. And that's why I especially wanted to make sure you uh, had a conversation with us, because you have a really cool philosophy. And you talk about a CEO branding matrix. How did you come up with this approach? Yeah, well, first of all, let me just say it's a great question. The CEO branding matrix is really a 360 degree way or an, e an ecosystem way of looking at the CEO brand. Because mm -hmm. as you very rightly said, people tend to put it in silos. You know, they have their profile, they have their bio. And mm -hmm. what I found was it's like anything else. It's really a system. And when the system is working, you have a profoundly strong CEO brand. And so mm -hmm. I came up with the matrix really through clinical observation. Through working with companies and working with CEOs, I would notice that they'd be doing a whole lot of work, let's say, for example, on their thought leadership, but they weren't doing any work on their personal presence or their executive presence. Or they'd be doing a whole lot of work on content marketing, but they weren't doing any work on their reputation management. Mm -hmm. And so the CEO branding matrix is my answer to that ecosystem of CEO branding. And it really is composed of those four things. It's your personal executive presence, it's your reputation management, it's content marketing, and it's thought leadership. Those four things are what really go together to make up a strong, solid, effective CEO brand. It's exciting to hear that there's a way to look at this that's holistic. And uh, we're going to talk about this in more depth. But right now, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll talk more with Karen Tiber-Leland, president of Sterling Marketing Group, about the best strategy for effectively building and leveraging your personal CEO brand. Stay with us. We're so glad you're listening to Growth Igniter's radio with Pam Harper and Scott Harper. We're brought to you by Business Advancement Incorporated, and we're on the web at businessadvance.com. We focus on enabling visionary leaders to dramatically increase momentum in their companies for game-changing results. Does this topic resonate with you? 
Well, we have more. Check out related episodes to expand your perspectives and take away even more immediately actionable ideas. Just go to growthignitersradio.com, episode 98, and scroll down to resources. And while you're there, sign up for our weekly alert of upcoming episodes so you'll always be up to date. Welcome back to Growth Igniters Radio with Pam Harper, that's me, and Scott Harper. Today, Scott and I are speaking with Karen Tiber-Leland, president of Sterling Marketing Group, about emerging trends in CEO branding. Karen, how can people find out more about you, your company, and your books? Well, they can go to my website, which is sterlingmarketinggroup.com. The books and the most recent book, The Brand Mapping Strategy, Design, Build, and Accelerate Your Brand, can be all found on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and in bookstores. Okay. And of course, you can access this uh, episode by going to growthignitersradio.com, episode 98. Now, in the first segment, we were talking about the whole philosophy of CEO branding and how you came to this. Now let's dig deeper into more of the concepts. So let's talk about specifically the concept of the SWOT analysis. I was very taken with this. What is it based upon? Well, you know, the idea is just like in a typical SWOT analysis where you look and say, what are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? What are your opportunities? What are your threats? Mm -hmm. It's been my experience. And with clients, I always ask my CEOs to do the same thing. You know, what are their strengths in terms of their CEO brand? What are their weaknesses? What are the opportunities? What are the threats? Because you have to analyze your CEO brand to the same degree that you have to analyze your business brand to determine where you need to create a strategy and take actions. Mm -hmm. It's not enough to just go, I want to have a better CEO brand and then throw a few things at it, which is, by the way, typically the approach people take. They think, okay, I want to have a better CEO brand. So they hire a PR firm and then they try to do PR. Not that that's bad to do. It's just that's one teeny, teeny, tiny little slice of the pie if you don't have a bigger strategy. And to me, the bigger strategy comes out of doing that SWOT analysis. Okay. Okay. Well, are you talking about uh, SWOT in relationship to other CEOs of comparable companies? What is it in relationship to? Yeah, that's a great question. No, it's in relationship to two things. One, it's in relationship to where you are according to best CEO branding practices. All right. So not necessarily other CEOs, but because other CEOs may not have a great CEO brand. In other (laughs) words, the bar is a little Mm -hmm. low. So I don't think I'd want to base it on necessarily the average, but on best branding practices for CEOs. And then in terms of your objectives, what is that analysis in terms of what your objectives are? So I I work with CEOs who go, look, I want to be a thought leader. I want to be one of the preeminent people in X space. I want to be known for this. Mm-hmm. That's one type of objective and goal. And then you have to do that analysis against that objective of thought leadership. But then okay. I have other CEOs who just say, look, I want to have a good, solid online reputation so that when clients, investors, consumers check me out, I show up the way I want to show up. That's mm-hmm. a different objective. And that analysis then is done against that set of objectives. Okay. Now, Karen, you've talked about the concept of reputation management. Uh, especially as it pertains to search engines and social media. And we just talked about that. But what might we not already know that we should know and aren't using? Well, I think one thing that people don't already know that they should know, and Mm -hmm. again, this sounds obvious, but a lot of CEOs aren't doing it, 
is that they're not putting a Google alert on themselves uh-huh. so that anytime mm. their name is mentioned, they come up. And I think the other thing that people don't realize is that you can actually have an impact on information that's already out there. You know, we tend to think of it as, well, it's the internet and whatever's out there is out there and you can't right. do anything yeah. about it. It's right. there for life. And while that is certainly true to a degree, there are things you can do. So I always have my CEO set a Google alert on themselves and look right. and see what comes up. For example, I've had CEOs where we Googled them and we found old photos and the old photos were for whatever reason not appropriate anymore. Maybe the person had gained weight or lost weight or they were older or they were younger or they were better looking or worse right. looking or right. etc. And they got tired of showing up and people going, wow, you look different in real life. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. So what we did was we simply contacted the person and said, hey, we noticed you have this old photo up. We've attached a new photo. Would you mind replacing it? Mm -hmm. And in about three quarters of the cases, people replaced the photo. So Uh, it was a way to get old photos off of the Internet or driven down so far in the way they came up that they mm -hmm. were irrelevant. Mm -hmm. Ah, so you may not be able to totally erase something, but you can... Replace impact. Okay, yeah. replace and okay. Some things you can actually get rid of, some things you can replace, and some things by putting in new, more right. updated content with similar keywords, you can just push the old results to page five or six or seven to the point where they're irrelevant. Right. Uh, I've heard the term internet scrubbing. Is this yes. similar? Okay. It's similar. Okay. Very huh. good. That's really good to know. So here we are, you know, we're all coming up with so much competition. It's all directions. We have limited time. I mean, that's that's our listener. How do you choose the best strategy to most effectively be heard above the noise? I mean, I know this is a huge question, but maybe a rule of thumb, because if people go onto your website and they see all the different ways that your strategy is shaped. You've got things such as content marketing, thought leadership, the mind boggles. Karen, what's a rule of thumb? <laughs> you know, that that is probably one of the most important questions that that you can ask. And it's really true because people do have limited time and limited bandwidth and limited resources. Mm-hmm. So one of the important rules of thumb is that you do not have to be participating in all things all the time. Mm-hmm. So I had a client call me the other day in an absolute panic. We've got to get on Snapchat. We've got to do something about Snapchat. <laughs> right, right. And I said, why? Your audience doesn't even live on Snapchat because it's the hottest, latest thing. And I said, but that doesn't matter because your audience isn't there. So mm-hmm. one of the most important things is to identify where do your consumers, where do your people, whoever you're trying to go after, where do they consume their information? And that's where you need to be. And that is usually a limited place. So mm-hmm. I always talk about with, with my CEO clients, there's 40 core strategies and tactics you could use to promote your CEO brand. Wow. Unless you're the CEO of Coca-Cola, you're not going to use all 40. And even then you're probably not going to use all 40. <laughs> so yes. part of it is picking out and figuring out the two or three strategies that are going to work the best to promote your CEO brand and then pursuing those. And two or three strategies is something most people can handle. So that's kind of part A to the, the answer mm-hmm. to the question. And then part B is, of course, you don't do it yourself. You hire some help. Now, whether the help you hire is someone from within your own company that you assign it to, an intern, someone Mm -hmm. like me that you hire, that's not as important as the fact that you can hire some help and have someone else manage that strategy, those two or three key strategic tactical items for you. Mm -hmm. And it, it all goes back then to what you said in the first place, being strategic 
with your own brand as strategic as you are with your companies. Yeah. And I can't emphasize enough the importance of this idea of creating the strategy right. and soberly creating the strategy, by the way, taking the time, you know, it, it takes me an entire day of sitting down with someone and talking with them and then another entire day of research mm-hmm. and then another entire day to write it, to come up with a CEO strategy for someone. Yes. It's not a quick and fast process. If you do it right, it will save you huge amounts of time and money. You know, my clients tell me that on average, by sitting down and really coming up with a well-defined CEO strategy, they save between six months and a year of wasted effort, and they save anywhere wow. from 30000 to $300,000 in wasted effort. Wow. It's a good reason yeah. to respect the process, yes. for sure. Yes, it is. So we're going to take another quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk more about some immediately actionable things that we can all do to improve our CEO brand. Stay with us. You are listening to Growth Igniter's Radio with Pam Harper and Scott Harper, brought to you by Business Advancement Incorporated. We focus on enabling visionary leaders to dramatically increase momentum for game-changing results. We're on the web at businessadvance.com. If you're enjoying and gaining useful insights from Growth Igniters Radio with Pam Harper and Scott Harper, can you let us know by doing us a favor and writing a short review on iTunes? Not only does this let us know what you value, your review is one of the most important ways that we can reach others who will benefit as well. And now we're reprising a special limited time offer. In honor of the holidays, the first 10 people who submit reviews between December 14th and December 30th, 2016, will receive a complimentary autographed copy of my book, Preventing Strategic Gridlock. Reviewers have said the book is a timeless resource and a great book for overcoming stalls that derails strategic progress regardless of the economy. So to look inside, visit the Preventing Strategic Gridlock page on Amazon.com. Just be one of the first 10 people to use the Contact Us link on GrowthIgnitersRadio.com by December 30th, 2016. Let us know about your new review and we'll get you your autographed copy right away. Welcome back to Growth Igniters Radio with Pam Harper and Scott Harper. Over the last two segments, Scott and I have been talking with Karen Tiber Leland, president of Sterling Marketing Group, about how you can improve your CEO brand by being more strategic and really respecting the process. Karen, how can people find out more about you, your company, and your books? They can go to my website, which is Sterling, S-T-E-R-L-I-N-G, like the pound, sterlingmarketinggroup.com. And remember, you can find links and other information by going to growthignitersradio.com, episode 98, and scroll down under resources. So Karen, this is the part of Growth Igniters Radio where we really get tactical. Uh, We want to make sure that as soon as our listeners are done listening, that uh, we can all run off and immediately put these great ideas to use. So what is the first idea that you would have for us on improving our CEO brands? 
Well, one is every CEO today must be what we call a social CEO. You know, mm-hmm. the the Brand Fog did a study called the Global Social CEO Survey, and they uncovered some really interesting things, such as that 80% of the people that responded agreed that social media was a key component of PR and communication strategy for C-suite executives and CEOs. So, mm-hmm. And there's just tons of information that tell us you have to be social as a CEO. And I have lots of CEOs that say to me, oh, I don't know, somebody did my LinkedIn profile. I don't pay attention to it. Mm-hmm. But the reality is, is that in terms of business to business, LinkedIn is the biggest social media site for CEOs in terms of core reputation. So having a sufficient LinkedIn profile is just an essential, it's like having a phone number. Every CEO has to have a LinkedIn profile and one that is top notch, up to speed, well branded, etc. Okay. Now, LinkedIn, you mentioned, are there other basic kinds of social media that would also be part of that? Honestly, I think the most important one for CEOs to have is LinkedIn. Okay. What about it's, Twitter? <laughs> well, a certain CEO really thinks Twitter's important. Yeah. But I'm not going to go there. Okay. Yes. But I mean, I guess what I'm saying is are there certain um, types of social media beyond LinkedIn these days? that we weren't really aware of that are going to become more important in 2017? Well, I think we don't know who the new emerging players are yet. What I can tell you is video has also become, you know, more people do a search on YouTube than on Google. Uh, So it's huge. So I think the, the second primary one for CEOs is really to be generating some video content and then having a YouTube channel where it plays either on their website, YouTube channel, or their personal YouTube channel. Okay. Okay, so social media is a must. What's a second immediately useful idea? You know, it's really thinking about what role will thought leadership play with you as a CEO? What's the flavor of your thought leadership? And I always tell CEOs they need to think about one of three things. Do they want to be either a celebrity CEO? And those are people that are known for their personalities. Richard Branson, Tony Robbins, Oprah Winfrey. President-elect Trump is a great example of that. His brand of thought leadership, what he's known for as a CEO, really is his celebrity. Then there are people that are cerebral uh, thought leaders and CEOs. And these are people that are really known for their thinking and ideas. Bill Gates, Mark Zuckerberg, um, IMF Managing Director Christine Lagarde. Then there are CEOs that are known for their consequential CEO thought leadership. And those Mm -hmm. are people for the results they produce. Steve Jobs, Sheryl Sandberg, German Chancellor Angela Merkel. So Mm -hmm. part of it is you have to think about as a CEO, do you want to be known more for your celebrity, your cerebral, or your consequential activities and thought leadership? Because that in part does drive your strategy how you go about creating your CEO brand, where you go about it, what conferences and trade industry conferences you speak at, what news media you go after, etc. Are there certain industries where it's more important to be one type of uh, CEO than another in terms of branding? Well, you know, for example, if you're going to be a cerebral CEO, right, Mm -hmm. you're going to be known for your ideas, you might want to be speaking at South by Southwest. But if you're trying to be a celebrity CEO, then you might pick a conference that's much less focused on ideas and Mm -hmm. is much more broadly focused on, for example, entertainment. Mm -hmm. So it, it just helps shape the choices that you make as CEO. And the way that you pick that is in harmony with your personality, with your preferences? How, how do you do that? 
Well, part of it is your personality, you know, what you're, what you're naturally lean towards in terms of your personality. Right. But it's, it, but it's also a matter of where you think you have to contribute. You know, some people, I mean, Richard Branson's a great example, Tony Robbins, Oprah Winfrey, mm -hmm. they're great celebrity CEOs because they have these big, large personalities that lend themselves to being in front of large groups of people in big ways, uh -huh. right? Whereas mm -hmm. you have someone like Mark Zuckerberg, he doesn't lend himself to that so much, but he certainly lends himself to being known for his thinking and his ideas. Okay. So one second uh, idea would be to start thinking about how you want to be known and maybe to get some feedback from others as to how you are known. Uh, yeah. What do you think about that? Absolutely. I, I always, often when I work with CEOs, I'll start with a, a basically a 360 degree assessment. How are they currently seen today mm -hmm. by people? What are their strengths? What are their weaknesses, et cetera? Because that helps to position them. You know, just the way we position a company and companies have unique branding propositions and companies have unique selling propositions and companies have their messaging. CEOs need all of those same things. They need their unique branding proposition as a CEO, their unique selling proposition, their branding messages. All okay. those same things apply to a CEO brand. That's good to remember. So what's a third immediately useful idea? Well, to me, a third useful idea is that you have to engage in content marketing. Now, what that is depends on your strengths, your abilities, your interests, your objectives, the type of thought leadership you want to have. But for some people, it's either a regular CEO blog or it's writing articles for your own company or other companies. It's publishing white papers. It might be doing a weekly podcast. I've had some of my CEOs start doing a weekly podcast. Huh. It might be doing an ebook. It may be doing a webcast regularly. Whatever it is, it's really engaging in content marketing in a way where your ideas, your thoughts, your points of view, your knowledge, your expertise can begin to get out there in a more seen wide way. And I guess there are some styles that are just easier for some people to do than others, right? Yeah, I have CEOs that are bad writers, but fabulous talkers. So for uh -huh. them, you know, writing a CEO blog is painful unless they're going to have someone like me ghostwrite it for them. Mm -hmm. But they're great at talking. So doing a weekly podcast is nothing for them. They just sit down and do it. They're mm -hmm. fabulous uh, at it. Yeah. I have other people very intimidated by talking, fantastic writers. So doing a, a regular CEO blog or writing articles for other blogs or other newspapers, magazines, trade publications is perfect for them. Okay, so identify your strengths of communication and tailor a way of getting that out on a regular structured basis so that people don't forget who you are. Yes, correct. Okay. Well, Karen, do you have some final thoughts on this topic of CEO branding? I actually do. There was some research done by Weber Shandwick, and I'll leave you with this. And it revealed the attributes that drove the strongest CEO reputations. And I'll just say them quickly, okay? okay. And they were having a clear vision for the company, inspiring right. and motivating others, being honest and ethical, being a good communicator internally, caring that the company was a good place for people to work, having a global business outlook being a good communicator externally in terms of to the outside world, mm -hmm. being decisive and being focused on customers. Thanks, Karen. We're really glad that you could be with us today. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Karen. And thanks to you out there for listening to Growth Igniter's Radio with Pam Harper and Scott Harper. 
To get show notes and resource links for this week's episode, go to growthignitersradio.com, select episode 98. Until next time, this is Pam Harper and Scott Harper wishing you continued success and leaving you with this question to consider. What is your CEO brand and what steps can you take this week to consciously start building a more powerful positioning that will benefit both you and your company? Growth Igniters and Growth Igniters Radio are service marks of Business Advancement Incorporated. All Growth Igniters Radio episodes are copyrighted productions of Business Advancement Incorporated, intended for the private use of our audience. Except as otherwise provided by copyright law, all other uses, including copying, editing, redistribution, and publication without prior written consent of Business Advancement Incorporated, are prohibited. All rights reserved.